Okay. Um, oh boy. <laughs> Sometimes all you can do is laugh, you know? I'm just gonna laugh. I don't know what we do other than I'm, I, I, like, I like what's going on in your background uh, as it continues to grow. Um, uh, other than that, I don't like anything else uh, today. I don't like anything at all. Um, so here we are, and uh, yeah. I, I mean, let's see. Let's see what happens after this game. You know, wake up call or wheels come off the wagon or what. But I mean, I hate hyperbole because I want to sit, I want to go back and I want to think and think it over and maybe look back and say, was this the worst ever? But I mean, this is as bad as it gets, you know, like, and I, I don't even know where to begin on it because I do. you knew you knew they were challenged, right? You knew they were going to be challenged the, to start the season. You knew that they were staring potentially four losses if Aaron Rodgers was still playing. Um, but, you know, they got lucky. They got the Zach Wilson win last week. Uh, and then, you know, you knew Dallas was going to be challenging and – I mean, it's as bad as it gets. And the offense, I just don't think they could look any worse. And up until this point, you maybe Mac wasn't perfect all the time, um, but he wasn't necessarily the entire problem. Uh, today was a different story, though. Yeah, if we're talking about, like, the worst loss in Patriots history, I don't think that's true because you can just go back last year to the Bears game. The offense and the defense were completely unprepared in that game. I think that was worse where you're just like, they're getting whooped. This uh, today, I thought the defense relatively, I thought they were outstanding. They bent, but they didn't break down a ton of really good players. Like they're down to Miles Bryant and Sean Wade having to hold it down on the outside. Like very tough against a good Cowboys team. But this was unequivocally Mac Jones's worst professional game. And it's not close because there have been games where he struggles and makes mistakes. And one thing I love about Mac is usually like after an interception. He's good about bouncing back. He doesn't really do it the rest of the game. And usually he locks in after those. This is a game where he just completely, like, just like, capitalized. Bad mistake. Bad mistake. Not really showing any signs of life. Another bad. Like, this was, I've never, I tweeted it. I've never seen him crumble like this. And you know me. I'm not one for hyperbole. I'm hoping, I'm hoping that I can look at the film and see something like reason for optimism with his performance, but it felt like he was trying to be a hero from pretty early on, like plays where he's dropping back and immediately trying to scramble. There are some times where I think that makes sense. Like think about remember uh, against the dolphins where he drops back on like third and forever um, in his own territory and leaves the pocket and tries to hit um, Gesicki on the scramble. That one made sense. Cause it's a long down and distance. You need to buy time. You can't just sit in the pocket, but there were plays where, He's bailing out of pockets before anything even gets there or there's any pressure. And then the decision-making, it's like, I've seen people try to blame the offensive line and the receivers. Did the offensive line give up pressure? Sure. We knew that was going to happen coming into the game, but there were open receivers and he wasn't throwing to. And regardless of any of that, if there's no play to be made, if he's out there taking coverage sacks, then fine. I'm not saying anything bad about Mac Jones. The fact that he's giving the other team points, being loose with the ball, getting stripped near your own territory, throwing the ball across the field late outside. Like, again, you, I don't even know if I've ever acted like this on camera because I've never <laughs> seen Mac Jones. I've never seen Mac Jones do anything like that. It's completely unacceptable quarterback play. You can't put this on the receivers. You can't put this on the offensive line. This was Mac Jones 
Jones giving the Cowboys almost half the points that they scored. Like, honestly, I don't think he's going to ever have a game like this again. I think this truly is the worst game you may ever see from him as a pro. And I'm not going to ring the bell to, like Ben Schmack. You know, this was one really bad game, and I think he's been the reason that their offense has even been competitive in the other games they played for the most part. But good Lord, man. Like we talked about last week, this was the day where they're on turf. All the conditions are in their favor. This is where you try to see the passing attack take a step forward. And they took several steps back today. Like a good Cowboys defense, but like so, so bad. Like self-inflicted errors to the max. Crazy. All right. I'm I'm done with that rant. Like, no, oh, I mean, that's the point. Rough. This is what I look, man. Trust me. Why do you think I didn't I didn't jump in at any point? Because I, you know I'm letting you cook here. You know, like <laughs> I don't want to bring the. Yeah, I mean, I I know it's just like I don't know where to go anymore because I don't want to heap it on. I also, like I said, is I feel weird doing these shows because the last thing I want to do is like make it seem like it's a victory lap and, and I told you so fast, but it's like you knew there were problems here you know, with, with all parts of the offense, with the, with the offensive personnel and you know, you've got a quarterback that's, you know, I don't know that he's able to overcome that stuff. Now you wonder whether that stuff's starting to affect him, you know, like you don't trust the line. All of a sudden he's seeing ghosts that last pick he threw, you know, the, not the pick, the last throw, I think he made of the game, that back foot, Mrs. Parker running across wide open. He's got, I mean, he's wide open. That's an easy pitch and catch, an easy pitch and catch. There is no pressure at all. And he's just floating back, throws it six feet over his head and behind him. Like, that was awful. And that's seeing ghosts or bailing out on the player. I don't want to be here anymore. Uh, that was awful. The, the, the interceptions are two of the worst throws I've ever seen uh, <laughs> decision-wise. I mean, so the second one, so, 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 so late, you know, uh, you know, I, I, I just don't, it's I don't crazy. Know. He got away with it a few plays earlier and I still know. did it. It's like, that's one where like, I'm sure O'Brien's in this year. Like, okay, don't do that again. Like, I don't know who you think you are. Don't do that again. Like he was trying to, I understand the playmaking mentality when things around you aren't going super well. I get that but so early in the game to take it to that extent. And then tonight, it's one thing against the Dolphins where like he's doing it, but he's actually making plays. And it's like, all right, if you can do it, fine. That's okay. But when you're doing it and it's hurting the team and you're not even coming through, like I just, I truly did not expect this. And again, like I'm not a Mac Jones apologist, but I like to put up the plays that show he's not as bad as people like to make him out to be. They act like he's got no redeeming qualities. His decision-making, his vision, his accuracy from, you know, short to intermediate has been very good this season. Today was something I've never, ever seen from Mac Jones, from scouting him in college, from watching him in the pros. I've never seen anything like this, which is, again, you hope that this is a low that he hits and never gets close to this again. But like you said, it's a this is a real put-up-or-shut-up opportunity where you thought that was today, where it's, is the offense going to take a step forward? And now it's, all right, now <laughs> that was pretty, pretty bad. And if you don't show significant progress after this, then I, I think that fans are justified in thinking, hey, this may legitimately turn into a season where you are drafting max replacement because, yes, there are plenty of winnable games on this schedule, but there's also more tough games coming up. They play the Dolphins again. They play the Bills twice. 
I don't think Aaron Rodgers coming back. I'm not going to say anything like that. But like you have the they have to play the Chiefs. Like there's so many games on the schedule where going into the year, I thought the defense is going to keep them in games, which it has every single week. And I thought the offense, as long as they didn't make mistakes and hurt themselves, they could at least put drives together and score. Like I wasn't totally wrong in that. It's just that the self-inflicted mistakes are happening, and it's keeping them from not only just being like a solid, you know, middle of the pack offense. I thought executing at full capacity, they could maybe be like top twelve, top fourteen. Now, like they have a lot, a lot of work to do, and I don't even think it was so much like, oh, he has no run game. The run game was up and down. It's like they were getting some good chunks. If you're still in the game, maybe as the game goes on, the run game looks better, and the protection wasn't great either. I think, and again, this is one where you have to look back at the tape and see how many times he had an open receiver that he couldn't capitalize on. But it's just, it's the mistakes more than anything. It's if you have a hard time with the game plan, you need to make adjustments, guys aren't executing, that's one thing. But turning the ball over and allowing the defense to score points, that's like bottom of the barrel. You are a very bad team if you do these things. And that's what all of today was. Like like you said, I don't want to pile on, but like it's it truly was mind-blowing well, to see this level of incompetence. And this is what's frustrating um, with the overall kind of construct of the team. And yeah, can they turn it around? Sure. The schedule softens, okay? Can they start playing better? Can they get guys back? Yeah, maybe. Um, two potentially big losses on defense. We'll see how how, how significant that is. Uh, Judon looked like he was in considerable pain and you don't want to, we don't know what's going on there. And also Christian Gonzalez was ruled out pretty quickly. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if both of those guys missed time at best. Uh, hopefully it's nothing beyond that, you know. Uh, but the, um, the, the, the problem I think with, that I have, that I have always had, is that, you know, you have a quarterback in the middle of a rookie deal, you should have a lot more talent around him, and they don't. Um, they don't. They should, and they don't. Uh, the defense is solid, but they have no offensive talent to speak of. And for the second year in a row, there's offensive line issues. So now you've got trust issues. Does Mac trust his line? Are Mac and his receivers on the same page? It doesn't look like it at all at times. Um, it does he? You know, he said all the right things about O'Brien here, but if you keep putting out game scripts like this, or the games keep going this way, you're going to start wondering: Are we doing the right things here? And all of a sudden, things can really start to unravel. A loss like this can really you know I can really I'm not going to say tank an entire season but it's a real uh, reality check it absolutely can I'm not saying it will yeah no I I'm saying I don't know I, I don't know whether Bill Belichick trusts or likes Mac at all or think it's the best that he can do so the problem is here is like you're going to have a whole bunch of people people here are even saying it on the issue um you know tank tank, tank uh, on the chat tank 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 you know I don't think you'll ever intentionally tank. I just think the offshoot of a potentially bad season is if you end up somewhere in the top 10 next year, you are absolutely going to start to think about whether quarterback is something you need to address again, which sucks because you should have had that taken care of, hopefully, while adding other pieces like a one or two signature receivers or a good tight end or so a ta tackles or something. They don't have any of it. So what are you building on from here? This is the this is the scary part. If you're a Patriots fan, is it might look bleak now. Is the future any brighter at this point if something doesn't change? I think so. Starting with the defense, like I tweeted, this defense deserves so much better. They really do. Like that performance to they like did all, really well. All the long drives, the three and they forced like two three and outs in a row. 
they held the Cowboys to field goals until they just couldn't hold on. Like the beginning, the first series, we see the Patriots sometimes, their defense will struggle on the first series. Tackling was the bigger issue, which did scare me, and I thought, oh, God, this is going to be a long game. They tightened up. With all the odds against them, they tightened up and did a really good job. And when it comes to the supporting talent, like the offensive line, I think a lot of that has just been injuries. Like, I know it's easy to point to Adrian Clem and all those things, but, like, right tackle's been a turnstile because the guys they thought they were going to be able to rely on have all gotten hurt. And Calvin Anderson missed all of the summer and then had to kind of basically play cold. And then, obviously, left guard, you had Antonio Mafia in there. The offensive line, I think, has just gotten a lot of bad luck. In terms of the receiving talent, I said it going into the season that I thought that this was a team where, like, they would have enough people where they don't have a number one, but they have five guys that you can rely on, which is what I expected. And it feels like, I don't know if it's poor use. Like, Mike Kosicki isn't really a downfield threat. Devontae Parker is supposed to be your big play guy outside. You're not seeing any of that from him. Kendrick Bourne, you expect a big year out of. And he's kind of been there. He kind of hasn't. He's been inconsistent. And then Demario Douglas. Like, don't understand why he isn't getting more deliberate touches or more involvement at this point. Like, I get that Juju, like the contract, and they seem to like him in the building, but he's not really doing all – he had the big catch, I think, uh, where Max scrambled on the third and forever. Like, he'll he'll have a catch that's pretty tough a game. But besides that, what's he really adding? Like, it's usually anti-Belichick to put someone on the field – for a contract or whatever, if they're not producing. And maybe I need to look harder, or maybe it's something that's going on behind the scenes that I don't know about. I'd also like to acknowledge that you don't want to put all the onus on a rookie because God knows how well he's executing behind the scenes and whether he's even earned that trust. But it just, it's the pieces are not coming together the way I expected they would. And that's hurt as much as anything else. But again, today was different because I don't really want to put it on everyone else because the receivers in the offensive line didn't give the Cowboys 14 points. So, you know, it's, it's really tough. And I, I, in terms of a rebuild, like I definitely think the offense needs to get a whole lot of attention. I don't even necessarily think you got to get a new quarterback. I think that you have to keep investing in quarterback every year. I just think that's the smart play. If you've got a guy that you like, who's at a draft spot that you think is fair, that's just good business. They did it with Brady, but like, yeah, man, you, you need to at least try to bring someone in to com- literally compete with Mac, not just Bailey Zappi where, you know, he might, might creep up onto his heels. If Mac is struggling like a real legitimate competition. And uh, yeah, I, I just, I, I, I think that they have to pull it together quickly. And if they don't, we're going to have the answer to whether or not they need a rebuild uh, offensively, because I thought they had the pieces to be solid and complement the defense and have this be a defense and special teams led football team. Now I really don't know. And I don't think we're going to know for sure until we see how they respond next week. Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. I really don't know. I mean, I, I you know where I stand on it. I absolutely think they need massive, if if not overhaul, a massive talent infusion, which includes a cup. Look, what they tried to do two years ago, I think they have to do it again. And that's when they went out and signed the two tight ends and Nelson Aguilar. They have to spend some money for sure. Uh, but it's again, it's if you don't have the quarterback or you don't have, there's just so many holes you have to, you, you, and so many positions you need to replenish. I, I just don't know how you do it. Uh, it the, the Really the question is, is it, if you're one of those teams that, has to keep drafting and developing quarterbacks or moving on or recognizing the guy you have isn't the guy. So you bring in your Derek Carr, Jimmy Garoppolo, journeyman kind of stopgap replacement while you figure stuff out. And then you just consider, continue to sputter in Jeff Fisher land. Nobody's happy with that either. So that's what's kind of depressing now is I don't see what we're doing here. You know, I, I really don't. I don't see 
what the plan is. I don't see what their identity is. I don't know who they want to be and what they want to do. I think they want to play conservatively, limit mistakes, which obviously they did not do today. And they were really almost all on Mac Jones. Um, and, um, and, um, and then let the defense kind of hold, you know, hold the line for a little bit, but that's just not sustainable. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, I, I'm really, I'm not even sure what to say anymore at this point. Like I'm not, I feel like we're beating a dead horse. That's the problem. It's yeah. Like, yeah. I don't know what the analysis is. It's either, it's either so bad you have to move on or you just have to live with this. It's a weird feeling to be in for anyone who's watched or covered the Patriots for a long time, but it's a mess. It's just, it's a situation where it sucks. And I know people don't want to hear this. It's what the position that we were in last week when we're saying, okay, they've been in bad weather. Let's see what they can do in a dome because you just can't say because you don't know. <laughs> now we need to see, okay, scratch that. Can they bounce back from a complete shellacking? And I guess we'll see. I guess we'll see. But yeah. do we have any audio or something we could toss to? No, I mean, no, we, 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 we might at some <laughs> point, but Hunter Henry, we didn't play well at all levels and just got exposed too many mistakes. Um, I, uh, David Andrews on Mac Jones confidence follows being benched. I think we all have some confidence issues after a performance like that. Um, so I think they're all kind of getting it. Like, I, you know, they'll say the right things here. It's just what happens next. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's 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 just just an embarrassment. I don't I don't want to use hyperbole. I don't want to like keep building on this, but I mean, yeah, next week is a massive massive bounce back game for them against another tough defense. If we're being honest, like the Saints are no slouches offensively. No, you just yeah. defense can have them, but like they they've got to go home and they've got to figure something out because today again, I don't think we will see a performance from Mac Jones. It's as bad as what we saw today again in his career. Because I really think he came into this game feeling like he had to be Superman, and I hope he was very much humbled by by what happened today. Yeah, uh, we'll see. Uh, Bailey Zappi went to the podium. I don't know if that means in place of Mac or Mac is also <laughs> going to go. Uh, interesting development there. I also need some lip readers to tell me what they what Bill Belichick said to him uh, when he came off there. Because um, again, the question will be here's the question that will be asked. Well, we'll ask that question in just a minute. Um, because I am curious how people interpret the benching. Was it a benching or did he come out of a blowout? Because what's the point of keeping your quarterback into a blowout like that? Snap into action this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com Boston and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in Massachusetts. Hope is here. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling helpline ma.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support. Play it smart from the start. GameSenseMA.com or call one 800 GAM1234. Real quick, let's ask you, Taylor, what do you think here? Um, was he benched? Meaning, like, I'm not, you're so bad, you're coming out of the game. Was he benched because it's like 
you're just having a bad day. Let's give you a break here. Uh, or was it like, I don't want to expose my quarterback to any more of this. This game is over. Well, I think that we all know that Mac is better than Zappy. I don't think anybody we on the side. We all knew it last year, too. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Not all. Um, I, I, any Zappy love is Mac hate. It's, it's That's yes, all it is. Yes. It's not it's not actual love for Bailey Zappy. This guy was freaking cut and nobody picked him up. Let's not delude ourselves into thinking that Bailey Zappy is the answer. I just think people get so annoyed and disgusted with Mac that that's what happens. Yeah, so I just want to make sure we're on the same page there. Um, I'm with you. I'm not saying pull Mac. You don't have options here. Yeah, I, I, I think this was just one of those where it's like, hey, man, it's not your day. Trade him to the Jets. For whom? I'll take Quentin Williams. <laughs> just kidding. Pick, trade him to the Jets. Were, yeah, but this is just I, uh, I I think they were saying, hey man, you're just you're having a hard time. There's no point in you being out here anymore. We're just gonna keep you on the sideline. And and you know, like Max seemed like he was in fine spirits. He like joked around with Devontae Parker when That's they went through out the next possession. <laughs> so I mean, hey, good for his mental health that he wasn't feeling the way that a lot of us were feeling watching. Um, uh, geez. Yeah. They were just squatting on routes. According to Duran Bland said that, uh, the secondary squatting on routes, not respecting the Patriots ability to get vertical said the approach today was influenced by what they saw on film, so which I'll is ask, not encouraging. I'll <laughs> ask you this as well. Uh, what's what, what, um, what exactly does Bill O'Brien do? Um, and I'm not saying it's not more organized than last year, but is it better? Are there wrinkles? Is he maximizing personnel? Are people on the same page? Are they doing anything different or exotic? Are they doing anything uh, that is something that challenges or stresses defenses? And also, they haven't really been good to start games when you're supposed to have the scripted portion of things where you've, you're supposedly have the smartest guys in the room uh, and they're, 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 they're starting poorly every single week here. So What's going on with that right now? Is it just the I mean, person, the personnel is so limited or are we just, you're right. I mean, ultimately, yes, you know, they can't stretch the field. You know, Mac doesn't have the arm that, you know, you don't have receivers that are going to beat you, get downfield on you. You don't have to sweat it. So yeah, you can absolutely sit on that underneath stuff. That's not film. Everybody knows that. Yeah. Um, I would say that. I actually like their opening drive. They looked good on the opening drive. Obviously, there was a play that the play that popped. Yeah, sure. They had an opening drive. They got their field goal. Like, they looked okay. Right. Right. So, like on that opening series, I didn't even think there was really anything wrong. You know, Matt had some pressure up the uh, middle, and then he kind of lofted the pass. I, people said it was a drop by Gasicki. I don't think having to extend with one hand and the ball goes off your finger does. I don't call that a drop personally. Um, I think that was just a good play by the defense, and I wish they'd gone for it on the fourth down to try to get a touchdown, but. I think that there could be better use of personnel. Like, again, Devontae Parker, I don't know if it's a health thing or what. He hasn't been on the injury report, but it's been really weird. That, like, the back shoulder grab he had from Zappi was the first one of those he's had all season, and that's supposed to be his bread and butter. I thought that's been pretty weird. I think they're trying with Kendrick Bourne, and it just hasn't been connecting. Juju doesn't really give you much. Um, I think they're trying to get Hunter Henry those touches. Like, I think more play action would help a lot with guys like Kasiki and Hunter Henry to open them up. I think they tried that. They had play action on two of their first three plays. I Like, I really thought that this script was actually starting to kind of build towards something positive, and then it just completely went off the rails, and they had to throw it out. So it's also hard for me to even look at Bill O'Brien and say, well, what are you thinking? Because then he looks dumb coming out in 13 personnel down all these points. But it's like that was probably their game plan. Like, people don't realize that you only have so many plays going into the game. Just because you're down by three touchdowns or whatever 
you know, however many they were down by in the second half, just because you're down by a lot doesn't mean you can just throw everything out and put something else new in. It looked like a lot of their game plan was based around multiple tight end sets. So then they look crazy when they're going under center with like triple wing. And it's like, well, what are you doing? You're down all these points. So I think they want to be, you know, a team that runs the ball well, goes off play action, which is fine. I think that is a good idea for what they do offensively and what they have. And then, again, I, I think that Devontae Parker's use is a little odd. I thought Taekwon Thornton coming back might have been able to help stretch things out a little bit. Um, but I really – I can't put this really on Bill O'Brien. Like, could he be doing things better? Yes. But at the same time, the offense hasn't been executing things. No, I'm like, not, putting, I'm not about, putting it on Bill. I just – I think Bill – I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that. Yeah. I think Bill was put as a savior, meaning a savior meaning, like, all you needed was not what they had last year to return mm-hmm. to normalcy. And it yeah. – I mean, and you look, I mean, the, the the numbers will be a lot different after this game, but through three games, things like DVOA and certain things, they even though you weren't seeing them rack up points, they were better, trending better than what they were last year. A little, even though it wasn't great. No, it was far from great. Slightly better, league average to slightly below league average, but not great at all. Um, this was a, a bad, 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 bad offensive performance. So, I don't know. I, it, I, I am only, I'm only putting it out there because I think O'Brien was, it was thought that all they needed to return to okay was him. Uh, and that would be fine. But and I mean, again, I think the love of God, it's not like this bad. <laughs> I mean, but you, you can't, it's again, I we're grasping all over the place here. It's like, I, I think Callahan tweeted it, but like, I don't know how much time they spent in 13 personnel, but like, you know, you're down and you have the ball and you're trying to drive and you come out, you know, of that, you know, critical situation. And you, you've got Farrell Brown, Gesicki, one receiver, Gesicki, Henry. Like, what are you going to do with that? Honestly, like, what are you going to do with that? They did not plan for a shootout. I think that is very obvious. Yeah. They thought they were going to be able to control this game. And again, if the offense doesn't give the Cowboys 14 points, it would have been fine. If they're coming down 13 personnel minus 14 points for the Cowboys in the third quarter, it doesn't look that bad because it's all right. You can still play your game. And even Greg Olson said coming out of halftime, he was like, I think they can still play their game. And he's like, all right, well, that's why they're coming out under center with all these tight ends. Again, it just looks worse because you weren't planning to have to throw the ball that much because you don't have the personnel to get into a shootout with the Cowboys. (coughs) I'm sick. (laughs) Meta is like – Literally, figuratively, metaphorically. I'm spiritually sick. I am physically sick. My brain is sick. I am I am a mess. <laughs> that was rough. Uh, that was rough. I'm looking here and see if there's any new stuff um, uh, coming from the locker room right now. Oh, yeah. An apology? This was Callahan's tweet. Trailing 31-3, to the offensive personnel Patriots fielded to begin mounting their comeback. Farrow Brown, Hunter Henry Gusecki, Devontae Parker, and Ezekiel Elliott. Like, I mean, Taylor, I think you can outrun five of those guys. I, I could say Farrow Brown for sure. Don't tell him I said that. He's very, he's a very large man. I don't, I don't want that getting back to him. <laughs> oh, there's already a clip of you. I don't know if I've ever acted like this on camera. <laughs> It's a different day, man. Like at some point I can only, I'm optimistic. I'm not stupid. (laughs) Yeah. It usually takes, no, I mean, like I said, I hate seeing the sunny beaten out of reporters like you or Evan, you know, uh, you know, kind of coming in with more of a, like, 
everything's going to be okay. Like, you know, a positive outlook on things. You know, I'm not calling you a homer. I'm just saying you have a sunnier outlook on the possibilities. And, yeah. And so and I don't sports. want I, I think that's what, that's what sports are about. But when you're, when a team does this, it's like, well, I'm not covering my eyes. No, like, it's, I, I it's, call it like it is. It's sad. I, I, I'm sad watching you here, you know, watching this, watching you unravel this way. It's, it's difficult to watch. Can I don't you, mind. I feel like I'm watching myself grow in front of America's eyes, or at least in front of New England's <laughs> eyes. I'm becoming a man <laughs> in the world of sports entertainment. Oh man, it's tough. <laughs> this it's is my tough. bar mitzvah. <laughs> Nobody wants this, right? I mean, you know, because you were, we, you, you, you run out of, you run out of directions to take the conversation here. So like, I mean, I, I'll just ask you like, is it just simply a, this is what they got and they got to just limit the turnovers, be more efficient, hit the plays that are there and just kind of everything's just going to be a, a slog, you know, this season, because this is just what we've got. Have you seen enough to say, like, I don't see this opening up and being anything other than passable if they clean it all up? I need a thoughtful answer. I think that Kendrick Bourne and DeMario I, I need keep, to be I featured more. I keep saying yes, but I'd like to see Kendrick Bourne underneath more. Because like anytime you see a nice play after the catch, it's either DeMario Douglas or it's Kendrick Bourne. Kendrick Bourne is a great blocker. And I know like a lot of the RPO stuff they do, that's a big part of his game. But like he needs to be getting the ball so he can make plays. And then you need Devontae Parker to be more active downfield. I'd like to see them actually capitalize on Mike Gesicki's size against when teams defend them with nickel cornerbacks. Like they're coming out in 13 personnel and using Gesicki as a slot receiver. Well, if you're not going to use him that much as a blocker, you're not going to depend on him really as a blocker. He still does it, but that's not why he's on the field. If he's got a foot on a cornerback, like do something with that. It's weird that Gesicki seems like an almost an afterthought in this offense unless they're in bad positions. So that's those are some of the places where I'm like, well, I don't know if you're using guys as well as they should be used. So, I mean, like, I don't want to pretend I know more more than Bill O'Brien, and he does a really good job of using guys to their strengths. So there's a there's a bit of like, all right, well, maybe am I not understanding something or what? But I mean, you need answers. And after four weeks, we've seen Gasicki really only be like an underneath option and like kind of a decoy in some of these. Uh, personnel packages. Devontae Parker is not really doing anything downfield the way that you expected him to coming into the season. And again, the guys you're throwing to underneath, I like Hunter Henry. Anytime they throw Hunter Henry the ball, I feel like it's a good thing. He's not going to wow you necessarily, but he's a guy who can at least get them chunk plays. The only guy who's been able to get them chunk plays consistently. So, I, Mac, definitely disappointed in myself. I'm sorry, bud, but yeah, that's good self-awareness. Yeah, uh, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get some we'll get some of that out there for you guys to listen to as well before we wrap it up uh, and just get their thoughts. But I mean, imagine that's what they're going to say here. Um, another frustrating thing, uh, you know, the uh, the run game can't get going either. And uh, again, that's uh, like, but, but they were not even that bad. Like they were up. They, they had some nice games, and then they get stopped. Then they had a couple nice games. Like it's not even like they're running into a wall every time, and you're like, oh. Well, we got to pass. It got to the point where they couldn't run anymore because Dallas was like, are you really coming out under center with three tight ends? Well, yeah, we're going to play the run because we dare you to throw the ball. Like, I don't even think that you can say that they couldn't run it because they were inconsistent. The whole point of running the ball is to stay in the game long enough that you can bang, 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 at least make them respect you. And then by the fourth quarter, you hope that you wear them out. You can't blame the run game. The run game was fine. How was it? Wait, how was it fine? I think the run game was – I know, like, Zeke had two or three they pretty good carries. 20, 20, had some good ones. 23 carries for 53 yards. I'm not saying throughout the whole game. Like, obviously, they, like, everything went out with the a window. Long of, with a long of nine. 
So, but, I, I, but again, like you're thinking, those are that's two drives. We're so Zeke, had six, Zeke had six oh, for 16 yards oh, and nine came on one. Oh, run. look, I'm not saying they were explosive, I'll say they were efficient. So, I'll even go back right now. So, oh, wait, this is all the way at the end of the Ramondre, game. Ramondre 14 for 30. I'm looking at like play by play because I'm not saying they were an explosive rushing offense. I'm saying that they still had enough decent gains. You're like, all right, so Ramondre on a first to 10 had a six yard gain. Then he had a three yard gain to set up third and one. There's a lot uh, of zeros. The next in there. drive. I, uh, yes, but I'm saying like on the drives before the game was out of hand, Ezekiel Elliott up the middle for nine yards. Then he got a four yard gain on second and one. Uh, and then the offense just completely sputtered. So, like I'm saying, it wasn't like the offensive run game was dominating. I'm saying they had enough solid carries where you're saying, all right, maybe don't make this like a 70% run game like it was last week. Not 70%, but you know what I'm saying. Maybe don't like only lead on the run game, but it wasn't so bad that it's like, oh, second quarter, we can't run the ball anymore. It wasn't that bad. No, it, it just, was just got an- completely out of whack when they gave the game away. It was just another thing that they couldn't really do, you know. And again, you, you talk about you go back to that Cam Cam uh, the Cam Newton season. They decided they were just going to be bullies. Um, this year, they are. Uh, oh God, shoot on with a bicep. So oh. I that's what I said right away. I was like that. I was like my fear was torn bicep. Um, you know, right off the bat, they were saying elbow. Um, there but now the report is he's got a bicep injury bicep tendon injury that was my worry that he tore his bicep um the way he grabbed at it uh, and this and that so um i'd be prepared to be without i mean it feels like it feels like an at least an ir stint if not for who knows is on is might be on the table here then the question is with gonzalez um let's say this they did a really good job, as you said, playing without Gonzalez, who left, you know, in the second quarter, I believe, and without any Joneses, no Joneses, no John, no Jack, no Marcus. Um, Jack Jones on IR returning in a week or two. Um, John Jones, we don't know. Maybe he'll be around sooner than later. Uh, Marcus also on IR, correct? Uh, Marcus Jones, yes, is on. They don't know. If, I don't know if they've said if it's short or long term. I know it's an injury where it's kind of like, eh, it could be either one depending on yeah, how. Yeah, so now if you lose that and you lose, uh, you know, they've lost a couple of pieces along the way on the defensive line. And that now you're talking about Gonzalez. Uh, if he misses extended time, all of a sudden things get really interesting. Because if the defense can't be the defense we think it can be, um, and the offense is what they have right now. All of a sudden, every single game is a real question mark on the table here, you know? And you really wonder what happens here. What happens if it goes to one and five, one and six, one and seven? You know, like, like uh-oh, you know, like, what do they do? You know, do you start to trade parts and pieces at trade deadline? Do you try, you know, do you sell it, sell everything and say, not our year? Do you, above all else, what I would like to see when you talked about fixing the offense or talking about what you can do with the offense... I I think you've got it. I think I think you have to have to have to see what you have in Douglas and play him more. See what you have in Butte and give him another shot to come in and throw Thornton out there as well when he comes. Doesn't mean that they're going to be better than what you currently have, but if you get to the point where you realize this team ain't making the playoffs, um, so what are we doing? You know, like. Let's 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 develop. Let's see what we have in some of these guys. Let's give them a chance. So maybe by next year, I'll know whether I need seven, five new receivers as opposed to two. Yeah. Uh, and Bill doesn't really do that. He doesn't. Uh, 
this just like I, I keep getting hit by a wall of just this is this is almost funny. Um because yeah, man, losing losing Matt Judon. I don't know if people understand what that loss means exactly, because it's not just you lose your best pass rusher. Because technically, he's not even their best pass rusher specifically. I would say that's like Josh Uche. Although, obviously, Matt Judon's pass rush value is immense. But beyond that, Matt Judon is one of your better run defenders. Like, he's very, very sturdy, holding the edge when he's in there on those opportunities. And as we saw against the Dolphins, as we saw uh, last week, he also drops into coverage as well. Like, he's a very well-rounded player who does a lot of things for them on top of all the energy he brings. So that's a massive loss where rather than having – he's also one of their only well-rounded edge defenders. I think the only other one you have is Keon White who had his own share of mistakes today. And I don't think he's someone, I think it's fine. You see, you know, maybe give him a bigger role, see how much he can handle as a heavier rotational player. But man, that means Anthony Jennings and Josh Uche are your top guys. Both of them are pretty niche players who fill specific roles for you. And then it's Keon White, Dietrich Wise, obviously can play on the edge, but he's more of a, you know, throwback defensive end, not really an outside linebacker, like how they use their edges. So, man, and then Gonzalez, uh, like that just goes without saying. He's been their best corner from day one, and now you lose him on top of, you know, maybe Jonathan Jones comes back because if they didn't put him on injured reserve but kept him inactive for three weeks straight, you figure that they either it was a really a week-to-week thing where they just haven't known or they expected he'd be back after this week so that they did. That's why they didn't place him on injured reserve uh, with designation to return. But I, I, yeah. I, I, I don't know, man. I, I You know. Uh, people are saying here in the chat, it's uh, I I I think they're lo- I think they're I think they're, I don't I think, think you tank. I don't think you. Tank. I, you don't tank because nobody tanks. It's not a nobody real tanks. thing. Okay, I mean some some organizations tank. Coaches and players don't tank. Some organizations put a product on the field that they don't think is going to win. They decide not to spend and not to do certain things now because they're building towards the future. And if they lose a bunch of games, great. Because then they can, you know, you know that organizations do take steps back. They don't have the cap space this year. They're just going to ride it out and lose. When you're in a season and a season that began with playoff aspirations, you don't tank. Like, yeah. you're not just going to stop playing. Like, Bill Belichick's not going to – and yes. Under no circumstance I'm not going to say. Tank. I'm <laughs> not going to say no one ever does it, but for, the reality is the coaches want to win, the players want to win. Bill Belichick also runs the organization. He's not tanking. It's just not going to happen. But I, as I said, is there's a difference between tanking and whether and getting to a point where now you realize the wins and losses are no longer significant. So start to play people that are part of your future instead of your soon to be past. And that's what I would like to see happen if it goes in that direction. I want to see – I don't care if all Tyquan Thornton can do is run straight and get bumped out of bounds because he's too skinny. I just want to see him do it 100 times. I want to see him throw it to him 100 times and see what he comes up with, see what you've got there, you know? Yeah, at some point I definitely think a youth movement will be in order. I want to see DeMario – I think it's already – I think it's now. I, want to see, I think it's now. I want to see DeMario get 10 targets, you know? Enough, enough. Like, just keep throwing it at Mario. It's like literally, literally, what was the worst that could have happened? And again, a lot of that's game plan. Like, you're not just going to stick him into a position that he hasn't practiced all week. So, you know, some of that, I was mostly joking when I said just throw to him every play. But I mean, from here on out, like, what what do you have to lose? What is Juju bringing that's so valuable you shouldn't see what your most explosive offensive player has to offer? 
I don't, I, I don't really know, especially like you know the, the 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 really nice play that he had on that first drive where he spins around, gets up the sideline there, and you get a big play, and like yeah, you're like okay, maybe they're investing in Demario this game, and then just... times were so good then. Remember how good that felt that first it did. drive? I was like, oh my god, look, they're doing awesome. stuff. This is great. I was happy then. Look I at all the stuff they're like. doing; it's amazing. Um, Couple quick programming notes before we wrap. I'm going to let you know the Patriots Nation post game show. Guys over at Pat's pulpit, Pat and Matt, they're going to be live at halftime of the uh, Sunday Night Football game. So if you're looking for a little bit more Patriots chatter, um, those guys are great uh, and they'll bring you their takes as well uh, at halftime. Probably linger a little bit longer than the halftime, uh, you know. Uh, show here but you should absolutely hang with them uh, and hear what they have to say and get their fresh perspective on the game as well other thing we want to tell you about quickly is um, our last sponsor here factor meals america's number one ready to eat meal kit mm. if you are super busy like i know taylor kyle's is and you know why i know he's busy because i make him do a lot of shit and it's my <laughs> fault but he does it to himself i like it he does uh, it yeah, to himself <laughs> he does it to himself also because he won't friggin shut the laptop and stop watching freaking film. And that's what he's going to do. But if you don't have time to shop or and cook and you're always on the go or you're working, you're a super busy man as Taylor is, uh, Factor Meals is the answer. It's a ready-to-eat meal kit. It's not frozen. It's fresh ingredients delivered to your door. Two minutes later, boom, you're done. You're eating a delicious restaurant-quality meal. You can customize uh, what exactly it is that they send you. And if you go to factormeals.com slash presspass50, use the code presspass50, you get 50% off. So check that out if that's something you might be interested in. Like I said, these are not frozen dinners delivered to your door, and it's not something which is a box of ingredients it's something in you that you have to cook it's just a pre-made meal for you that you just heat it up and eat it and you're good to go save a lot of time health conscious options there if you want them as well um so uh what do you what do we do now taylor what happens next uh, <laughs> what do you got um uh <laughs> In terms of what, <laughs> like, where do we, where do we, yeah, that's a good question. Where do we start? Um, I would say, I mean, your quarterback just can't do that again. Like, well, like coming into this game, I don't think anybody was, huh? They, right. Demario Douglas, right? Like, mm -hmm. he fumbles once and he gets benched forever. Mac Jones makes three of the most horrific turnovers you can imagine that are entirely on him. And yeah, eventually he got benched, but like, there's got to be consequences. As you said, Taylor, like, this defensively, they could have they could have stayed in this game if the offense just didn't puke all over itself. They could have lost the game twenty to three, you know, but still had the ball with a chance to get within a score or whatever and make it competitive and like stay in the game. They weren't in it. Real quick, while we while we discuss what you do with Mac here, and I am curious whether, uh, you know. What all of the forgotten stuff from the offseason about the rift between Mac and Bill. And honestly, I still don't think Mac handled that great in the preseason. Every time he was asked about Bill's input on the offense, he'd talk about Bill O'Brien and talk about how good Bill Belichick is with defense. I don't know how connected they are, but Mac, I think you ride or die at this point with him. But um, hold on. Oh, Dak Prescott on Zeke. They need to play him more, but hey, who am I? Anyway, here's Mac after the game uh, talking about his performance. How do you sort of explain what unfolded out there today? Yeah, I think uh, for me, just not good enough. Wasn't my day. Can't turn the ball over like that and try and be a good team. So definitely a lot to learn from. Uh, definitely disappointed in myself. I uh, feel like I can play a lot better and 
I have to to beat good teams. Do you know what your starting status is going forward? Are you concerned? What do you think this week will be like for you? Um, I think it'll be a good test uh, just for me, just trying to stay focused on what I can control, and, and that's playing better. So just got to evaluate everything, and it uh, wasn't my day today. Uh, hopefully there's better days ahead. That tells me nothing. What are you laughing about? <laughs> it's just a ridiculous circumstance, man. Like, what's he supposed to say? I'm not saying – I'm not, like, defending him. I'm just saying, like – you play terribly, man. You just got to take it on the chin and move on. That's all you can do. How much damage? This is a good point that uh, that that uh, this guy with uh, multiple first names uh, has. Mike Larry, uh, Mike Larry, David Bill, um, damaged the kid in year two. I don't know. I don't think it helped. I definitely don't think yeah. it helped. Like, but I don't. I don't. We don't need to be going back because of how badly he played today. Like I don't. Like no, last year did not help. That had no bearing on what happened tonight. That was just really, really bad football from Mac Jones. Doesn't matter what happened in the past. That's just objectively full stop. Can't do that again. Like you said, I can't do that again. I have to be better. I can't yeah, do man, this. Really do. I, I think if Bill did something, it wasn't the coaches he gave him last year and psychologically scarred him. I think it's everything else that happened around it, which is again the, the personnel issues. It's just you talked about the last years of Brady, um, you know, and we talked about it a ton. And how Brady wasn't happy and Brady wanted more, you know, uh, to be taken care of and more weapons and this and that. And even the final Super Bowl, they won that more with defense. Uh, and Brady wasn't super happy that year. And just the things that he wanted were never fully addressed in the later years. And they took it for granted. They took him. He felt he was taken for granted. And uh, they ignored, you know, whatever, you, you know, whatever you can do to make your quarterback happy. Um I, they haven't done a freaking thing to help Mac Jones out outside of O'Brien this year. But yes, uh, I mean, absolutely nothing to make his job any easier right now. And I think there's got to be a philosophical change because the offensive line has been an issue. I don't, I think that not investing in tackle sooner more than what he did this offseason is the problem. I think that you knew Isaiah Wynn was on shaky ground, be it performance, health, or even if he was going to be on the team but you didn't invest in a replacement plan for him with an early enough pick or, you know, free agency or whatever, where you could say, okay, you know, the, the season isn't going to rely on him because that screwed them last year. And I think it also screwed them this year. I think they tried to address it this season as well as they could without just completely overspending on a tackle and that blew up in their face. But in terms of the philosophy of spending on a weapon, like this is the season where I'm like, yeah, man, you got to do something. Because if you can't rely on the protection, then you at least need to give him someone where when he's in these bad situations, they can find open spaces or they can at least catch the ball, even if they're not open and produce big plays on their own. And that just hasn't been happening. So I, I think this has to be the season where you concede to some degree and be like, all right, we really do need to help this guy out. On, uh, on Mac Jones, Belichick uh, insists he did not bench him. Um, he said – Didn't he, he say uh, that last year too when he um, benched him? <laughs> he, he, like, put it this way. He is more definitive today. He said Jones is starting next week. He, he Last year he let quarterback controversies fester. Um, tonight he's not, uh, which is better because ultimately, of course, you're starting him. It's the only option that you have. And what's the point of messing with the guy's head like you did last year, which was ridiculous, by the way. Um, yeah, no, people in the chat saying excuses for Mac. No one's making excuses for Mac. 
all of it is true. It's a little bit of everything. They've got problems all up and down the board, and Mac played a horrible, horrible game today. The point being is he's the only guy you've got. You can shuffle around the deck chairs a little bit, um, and you can add personnel, and you could have added some more in the offseason to do things. You couldn't really get another quarterback, so you have to find a way to make what Mac can do for you work, and they don't have that right now. Uh, what bugs me the most is if you're not going to spend on that personnel, Taylor, and go get the shiny, expensive receiver, uh, or draft them, or or you know, or do whatever. Uh, then the people you do bring in at your bargain basement values, or the people that you draft who might have been a little bit lower on other people's draft boards, have to be able to play clean. They have to not make mistakes. You can't be a penalized team. You can't turn the ball over. They're not doing that either. They really are. I always use the metaphor. Like I always use the analogy. They're like a pitcher who throws 87 miles an hour. Like they got to be on the black all the time with movement perfect control they leave anything out over the plate it's going to get freaking smacked so the patriots cannot make mistakes they cannot do it uh because they just don't have enough talent to be able to make up for it and we can talk about you know get a new quarterback in here or whatever but then that guy is just going to have to deal with the situation they have right now anyway and like yeah having the superman ability like even if they had josh allen in here how much better would they really be like yeah they'd probably score more points and they would hang on to more drives well i'll put it this way if, but we'd be saying the same thing about maybe. like well, give this guy help he's got he's floundering out there sure but flip the script if mac jones was uh in san francisco instead of brock purdy They'd still be a wagon. No, hundred percent. I'm I'm just <laughs> saying know? that like it's not just quarterback. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, right. it is. It is the offensive line. It is a wide receiver position. And these were things where yeah. I went into the season saying if the offensive line is solid and the and your offensive pieces are contributing, like I didn't even think they were going to have a superstar in the offense. I thought they just have a lot of solid contributors, which would be enough in a an offense that schemes you well enough that you can be on these long drives and you're not going to be biting yourself. But like they've been doing all of those things. So, yeah, I just I don't think it's as easy as just get a weapon, which I, I think honestly is probably one of the biggest things that would help um, or like get a new quarterback. It's you have to maybe get more depth and more talented offensive even tackle. One you guy, need to get a weapon. He needs a binky, even if he had an Edelman, you know, and yeah. we're not talking. I'm not to downplay what Edelman is, but we're not talking about Edelman as like one of these premium outside every year going to a Pro Bowl. I mean, Edelman was outstanding. I, one of my favorite Patriots, uh, you know, of, uh, you know, of that, you know, 2.0 era. But um, even that you had the guy, he had it in Myers a little bit. You took that away from him too. Um, and I, I didn't love that Myers was that guy because I thought he was so limited. You know, he's just a guy who's just going to catch it and fall down, but you had a guy you connected with. He doesn't connect. Who was he connecting with right now? Born a little. That's yeah. about it. Yeah. And he doesn't have a hunt Henry a little, but I mean, you know, Henry's so physically limited. He can only do so much. Yeah, man. Uh, with the Jacoby thing, like every game that passes, I feel like my feeling that it was okay that they moved on from him. I, I didn't, I wanted them to keep him at the right price. And I guess that wasn't their price and they felt comfortable, but again, it just, it's, it's not even just that. It's so many people not stepping up you expected would do that. Like Kendrick Bourne, the whole thing last year was he's in the doghouse and he's not in good enough shape that he said. And now he's in the best shape of his life, he's saying. And he's was handed an opportunity to be one of the main contributors. He's being handed one of the uh, uh, four most opportunities to be a playmaker on this team and he just isn't capitalizing on it. So, like, really, man, I don't know. Like, there's there's so many problems and so many people that need to step up. And 
it's because it's not just Mac Jones. Like people need to be able to make plays for him as well. It can't all be on him, but he can't do what he did today either. This was yeah. just they need it, and this is a fair point. Um, you know, Allen, I would you know the teams recognized their guys needed help and got a lot of it. And this is what I mean is like this it, it's it is it's strange for the Patriots to run from this uh, aspect of team building the way that they do and just be like, eh, every once in a while I'll throw a pick at it and that'll be that. And then I'll just grab a bunch of mid guys and we'll make it work at the system, the system, the system. Every other team is drafting. Again, we talked about the Eagles example when the Patriots signed Rieger. You know, they drafted Rieger after they kind of whiffed and they could have had Jefferson and they realized that wasn't great. So the next year they go get Devonta Smith. And then the year after that they trade, you know, and then they trade for A.J. Brown as well. Um, you know, because they're like, we need to load up here at this. This is an important position. Let's go get stuff. And then they load up on their offense. And what do they do? They go have an all defensive draft this year and add to a defense that's already good. Like you can't ignore certain things and just assume the rest of the league is going in a totally different direction. You can't be the one team that doesn't do it. it, it you, you need this stuff. They're not luxury items anymore. I, I think Bill's still operating in this world with like, I don't need that big diva receiver. I guess that's fine. But then you got to go find your guys. Go find your Puka Nakua's or whatever. Your guys who like will make are unspectacular, but it will catch you know, 10 balls a game and run stuff through the middle and get your tight ends and run one of the old offenses you had with slot guys and tight ends and do your own thing. And don't worry about your, you know, outside receivers. But as long as you have some people that can, you know, that are matchup problems, they just don't have that. Um, so I, I don't, I don't know what's going to, you know, again, these aren't Mac excuses. It's just, it's got to be done at some point when you see it like today, you're just like, I, I don't even know, you know, uh, you know, I, I don't even know what they're supposed to do. So um, yeah, I mean, We'll see what happens. New Orleans next week. We're going to wrap Sunday Night Football starting. You guys could go watch that. But as I said, make sure you watch that Pats Nation podcast. Uh, Taylor, say something to make people feel a little better. And once again, like I said, Pats Nation podcast coming up at halftime. Um, obviously, the Judon injury and the Christian Gonzalez injuries are big. Um, no way around that. We'll see how potent the defense can still be considering those losses. But, I mean, what we saw today, they put a hell of an effort forward. Um, and really, I feel like the tape is going to show that there were more opportunities than the Patriots capitalized on today. Um, and those are kind of your, your silver linings. Like also Mac Jones should never play that badly again. Like you should never see a performance like that again. Um, I really feel like this is a game that from, you know, 10,000 feet isn't going to seem quite as bad as it does when we're just in the thick of it right now. Um, but I mean, the, it's true. Like they had some really tough injuries defensively and offensively. They just didn't look good. And they, I don't think they're going to look worse. They're not going to look worse than that on offense. There's your, <laughs> there's your positivity. They, they hit, they hit rock bottom. Now let's see what they, can't uh, be, how they can't, bounce back. It, the, the positivity is it can't possibly get worse. Um, thank you guys for hanging out with us. Um, we do appreciate it. Um, small side programming note in addition to more Patriots coverage. Celtics media day is tomorrow. By now, everybody knows uh, massive, massive news on the Celtics front. I know a lot of Boston fans are fans of everything, and I know lots of you are also Garden Report watchers. We were on the air for about an hour or so after the big trade today. Media day is tomorrow. 
We will have live press conferences streaming on our uh, Celtics channels all day long. So you can check that out. Plus some live reports from down there. Uh, and, uh, you know, just a ton, a ton, ton of Celtics coverage. If you want to kind of wash some of this off of your palate here. Um, so, you know, look for us uh, on the Celtics side of things. Look for Taylor's breakdown. He's going to get into some film. And he's going to try to diagnose what actually went wrong. And maybe it isn't as bad as it looked. Maybe it's not all all bad um but i'm sure there's going to be a lot of it and you know taylor's going to dig into that so uh follow him on twitter uh for his film reviews and read the written stuff over at clnsmedia.com subscribe to patriots press pass if you haven't on haven't already turn on your notifications so you're notified every time we go live or a new video pops up uh and support our sponsors we love it when you do um for taylor kyles i'm john zanis thank you guys for hanging out with us tonight we-